to the Soul Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live a more authentic life. Every week, I have guests on the show from yoga teachers to meditation instructors, everyone to help you feel like the best you. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So today on the show, I have Angela Mancini. She is a licensed professional counselor. Um, She has a practice in Avon, New Jersey. And uh, today on the show, she's gonna talk a little bit about postpartum depression and um, some of the work that she's doing with moms. Hi. Hi, Angela. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited. Yeah, same here. I want to start by just talking a little bit about your practice and specifically what you focus on with moms. Okay, so I see basically anyone from five years old up to seniors, but I like to specialize in postpartum anxiety and depression in women. So Basically, when you get pregnant, your hormones are all shifting. So your hormones technically don't go back to normal until after one year of the baby being alive. So that first year is really crucial as to balancing everything. You're sleep deprived, you have a new baby, you might have another baby, or you know, you're working, you're staying at home, you're trying to keep up the house on top of all the hormones and it's, it could just be a mess. So. That's why I'm here. I'm here for them to talk. I'm here to kind of give them holistic approaches like yoga, deep breathing, meditation, um, as well as talk therapy. So. Awesome. I love the combination of the, the mindfulness stuff and the therapy stuff. I think it works really well together. And you also have a personal story with this. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your why for starting your practice. Okay. So... I'd worked in the mental health field for a really long time. Uh, I graduated with my master's in 2015. So I've been doing, you know, various jobs. I've worked in a domestic violence shelter, worked in a psychiatric unit in a hospital. Um, I worked with Hurricane Sandy survivors and I did two private practices. So kind of jumped around, but I really like to get as much experience as possible in different, you know, realms of the field. So I had my son in 2017, so he's three right now. You know, awesome pregnancy. Uh, I was, I was fine. You know, like I had like baby blues in the beginning with him, but everything seemed pretty okay. Um, so I kind of anticipated it to be the same with my daughter. So I had my daughter April 9th this past April. So on top of the pandemic, she literally was a pandemic baby. <laughs> um, so I had her, brought her home. And things just started going downhill. I was feeling, you know, really overwhelmed, really sad. Um, I was getting intrusive thoughts. So I just sort of knew something wasn't right. And, you know, my husband was home from work. He wound up getting laid off, which was terrible at the time, but kind of like a blessing in disguise because he was able to stay home. Um, But, you know, just dealing with all of that and the sleep deprivation, it it was... Am I allowed to curse? Yes. It was basically a clusterfuck, basically. (laughs) So I was like, 
I, so my breaking point basically was I felt like my husband was handling two kids so much better than I was. And I just remember like sitting on the couch, like hysterical crying while I was feeding, her name's Luna. And I was feeding Luna and I'm just like, I need to go. Like I need, I'm just going to pack my stuff. I'm leaving. Like I know they're so much better here without me. So I'm like, my husband has it down path and I'm just grasping at strings. So I told my husband, I was like, I think I'm going to go. And he's like, you're absolutely not going. Like, what are we talking about? So he was able to kind of help me, you know, talk through it. I wound up going to, um, going through like a counseling program myself. So, you know, all therapists, everybody needs counseling. I'm like a really big advocate for that. Um, And I'm a really big advocate of like, Therapists are people too. Like a lot of the times it's really like taboo for a therapist to talk about what they've been through. Cause it's like, you're supposed to be like the strong one. You're supposed to kind of almost seem like not human, but we are human. So like I went through it, moms go through it. It's normal. Yeah. So once I felt like, okay, I've kind of got my, my head on straight a little bit. I, um, I wound up, I was going to, this is kind of like total, total background. So I was going to the chiropractor who I love, um, circle of life chiropractic. I'll give them like a little shout out. Um, so I was going to her, I've been going to her since I was pregnant with Luna. So maybe like six months pregnant with Luna. And then I brought her there five days after she was born. Cause I really think it helps. So yeah. I had this whole idea in my head that I was going to stay home. Like after I felt like, okay, I was like, you know what? I'm staying home with the two of them. I want to be like stay at home mom. So my chiropractor was having like a holistic meetup for like women in the area to get to know each other. And I was like, sure. I have nothing else to do. Like, let's just go. Like, I don't even have a business right now, but let's just go. And she pulled me aside and basically said, you know, we should kind of work together. Um, like I see women, I see babies, you want to see postpartum women. So it kind of planted the seed and now it's just sort of, and like within the last two, three months. So now I have opened, um, September 1st, I opened La Luna counseling and wellness. So basically I linked it after my daughter, but I also am obsessed with the moon. I feel like the moon kind of just guides us. Mm-hmm. Um, with its cycles and all of that. So uh, yeah, so open September 1st and I am just really kind of gung-ho and ready to help other women who have been there because I've been there and you can get through it, so. Love that. Yeah. I felt all of that. I um I think what you said was really interesting that like people think it's taboo as a therapist to not share that you have been through something similar. But I do think it helps people become more vulnerable with you because you get what I'm saying, you know. Like I, I think that there's more power in personal experience. You know, we do all go through shit, but like at least when you know, somebody's talking about their postpartum journey, you can relate. You can be like, listen, girl, I've been there. I feel you. I understand what you're going through. And I think having that connection of I've been there too, I think that really creates like a safe space for people. Right, right. Because I also, like, I just feel like there's some days, especially in the beginning, I can remember vividly where you're just, I am just trying to get through every minute. Like, I'm just like, okay, five minutes down, like I got nine hours to go until they all go to bed. But it's just literally like, you're just counting it down. Um, Like I remember like 
vividly when my husband had to go back to work, she was like a month and a half, like two, maybe two months. Maybe she was two months, let's say. And my son's three. And I remember I was petrified of him going back to work. I'm like, I, I can't do it. Like, how am I going to take care of two kids? Like, I'm not going to be able to do it. He's like, you got it. It's totally fine. And I remember like just trying to get through the day. And when my husband came home, I was just like, thank you, God. Like, please, like, thank you so much for coming home. And my son ran outside in the front and he picked up a dandelion, like with the yellow flower. Mm -hmm. And he's like, here, mommy, this is for you. And I saved it. And it's in like um, one of those little uh, jars that like airtight jars. Yeah. So I still have it. And it's in my, it's in my bathroom. I look at it all the time. So I'm like, okay, I got through the first day. I can get through any day. So that's like literally my, you know, motivation. So. Yeah. I think that also just provides motivation for other people. Yeah. I, I love normalizing the conversation around mental health because I do think a lot of people, unfortunately, go through some difficult experiences. Like life is not perfect. It's right. never going to be perfect. But if you know that there is support out there for you or that you're not alone in what you're going through, mm -hmm. I think that just helps people get through it. Right, right. Because a lot of the times, like, especially with, you know, postpartum, it's almost like people get like feel shame yeah um especially like in my case like I already had one kid so people are looked at me like you had you had one kid you have another kid like you know what to do like get over it sort oh. of a thing so yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like you know ask for help like if you need it don't feel shame about it like if you're feeling overwhelmed call someone call your mom your in-law your friends anyone that's why I really feel like it's so important to have a tribe like it's mm -hmm. so important to have that group of friends that you can just be like dude my son's being an ass <laughs> like you need to have that person you need to have those people and you're like little you know crew <laughs> yeah support systems are huge I actually want to talk about that a little more and then I also want to talk about mom shame I yes. think that's a big one for people especially in the culture we live in mm -hmm. so we'll talk about tribes first um so how did you actually go about finding your tribe because I think a lot of people who are listening maybe are like struggling to find their people or like you said um the other day like you know when you get to a certain age and everyone's mm -hmm. so busy like how do you find people you can relate to who are like somewhat local? Like what's your advice with that? So I have a couple of things. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people that what is the worst thing that could happen to you if you go up to a stranger at a park? Parks are <laughs> like the bar of finding like a person, okay? So you go up to a mom at a park, you have a kid, they have a kid. Mm. They're not gonna punch you in the face for saying, hey, how old's your kid? My kids, blah, blah, blah. And then just keep the combo going. So when I would work with teens and they like teens with um, like social anxiety, I would mm. always say the best thing is a compliment. So yeah. if you're, you know, you're at a park and might be another shy mom and you're just like, oh, hold your kid. Oh, my kids too. And then that conversation dies. You can just say like, I like your shoes or yeah. where'd you get them? Oh, I got them at Target. Oh my God, which Target do you go to? And you just keep it going. Like yeah. just what can you pull from the last sentence that they said? True. So 
that's huge. Go to a park, go to a play place, even though with like COVID, that was like petrified of it, but go to a play place, go to a park, go to a beach, go somewhere where you know other moms are. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not accessible to that, then go on Facebook. There's so many mom groups. True. You just put like mom, like just search mom and your town, mom and your state. You will find a mom group. There's so many little like local mom chapters that you can, you know, you can find. And, uh, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. So at my counseling center, I'm trying to start a mom group. So I'm doing, it's called La Luna Tribe. Um, we're meeting once a month on the third Saturday of the month in the morning. It's open for kids, but I, I encourage you not to bring your kid. Yeah. When you have your kids, you're not like truly listening. Yeah. Um, but if you have to, no sitter or something, totally bring your kids. Um, I'm making, it's like a membership almost. So you're going to have to, a meeting once a month, we're going to have a Facebook group just so you guys can, you know, post questions like what bottles should I be using? Or, um, I'm having a breastfeeding question or something. And then there's going to be an Instagram chat. So, you know, you're up at two in the morning feeding your daughter and you're just like, I have never felt so alone. Like mm-hmm. every, the whole world is sleeping and I'm wide awake. You can go on the Instagram chat and say like, Hey, is anybody else up? And maybe no one is up, but when they wake up in the morning, someone will be like, hey, I've been there. I woke up two hours later or mm-hmm. something. So yeah. that's, I'm just trying to think like what I would want. And that's, exactly. that's what I wanted. So now I'm, I'm doing it. So yeah. I love that so much. If I was a mom, I would join. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely tag that in the show notes and we'll do a quick shout out where to find La Luna counseling groups um, at the end. But that's amazing. I really think people are like craving community and they're craving yeah. connection and they're craving feeling like they're not alone. That's mm-hmm. really the worst thing about the human condition right now is so many people feel isolated. Right. I think that's why people are having such a hard time in COVID because they didn't have all their outlets and they didn't have all the social integration and they didn't feel like they had community they just felt alone and isolated right right and i kind of almost feel like too with the masks yeah you can't tell if someone's smiling or happy or it's very cold so like especially when you're in a store you know you can't even really look at somebody without Mm -hmm. them looking at you and it's just very awkward and i feel like people are just like they're craving that human connection they want to be with other people and it's so hard right now and like you said too with like how it got quarantine everything got locked down you were almost forced to really look at your support system and be like shit like I who am I gonna call right now like who am I gonna text and it kind of brought everyone back down like you know what I'm saying so now people are just like okay I need I need that support system because if it happened once I don't even want to put it out there but (laughs) but you want to you know have that support group so yeah really powerful um so we'll also talk about mom shame because i just want to help the moms out there not feel guilty for like like you said thinking their kid is an asshole (laughs) um because it happens and i also just think there's so many expectations placed on moms to be like a perfect wife and a perfect mom and have your job and everything so let's talk a little bit about that 
Okay, so especially with Instagram, it makes everybody's life look picture perfect. Mm -hmm. And there's always those Instagram pictures of moms and they're cooking, they're baking cookies with their son who has a cute little chef's hat on and the daughter just sitting playing with her dolls while this is all happening. It is such a crock of shit. I'm so <laughs> over it. So, like, even in my own personal Instagram, I really try not to post anything perfect because it's really not perfect. Like, yeah. you know, everybody's got an attitude. Like, your kid is going to have an attitude. He's going to say bad words. It's fine. It's normal. You're, you know, people just automatically think like you pop out a baby and you're supposed to just be like head over heels in love with every single moment that they're breathing. Mm. There's going to be times when you're just like, take this baby. Like somebody like take the baby. She's crying. I just need a second to breathe. Yeah. That's fine. That's normal. You're not going to want to change every poop diaper, you know? So yeah. like, I just, I just feel like it makes Instagram and social media makes everything seem so perfect. And when your life is not like that, then that's more on you. You're just like, oh my God, why is my kid not smiling in this picture? Like so-and-so's kid is smiling mm -hmm. in this picture. So I think, I think it's just more like, just be real, just be open yeah. and don't shame yourself because nobody has their shit together. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> farts. That's, that's what I always say. I'm like, you know what? Everybody farts. Everybody like says bad words. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No one has their shit together. <laughs> <laughs> And no one's life is as perfect as it looks on Instagram. Like, yes, yes let's keep preaching that. Yeah. Um, it's really true. And I mean, that's like a problem for teens right now, too. Like teens who grow up in social media culture are constantly seeing filters and and yeah. like perfected videos. And it's almost like kids these days are learning how to be videographers and like social media experts. And it's not real life. No. It's not congruent to the life that we live. There's a huge divide between what people see on social media and what really exists. And I think that's even with, like you said, families. Like yeah. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. No. So let's uh, make things more real again. <laughs> yeah, it's like hashtag let's make it real because, yeah. and I always say like when you look at somebody there's always a story. There's yeah. always a story as to how that person got here at this very moment and mm. acting the way that they're acting. Yeah, so absolutely. I just feel like no one should really be judging anybody because mm -hmm. you don't know what stuff they've been through. Yeah. So especially with like social media, like everyone's just like, oh my God, this girl's perfect. But do you really know like what they're doing? How, how many takes it took to, right? to get that picture? Right. Like, you don't know that stuff. Like, I feel like I saw a meme where it's like, um, behind every perfect picture is like a bunch of garbage you have to push out of the way to take that picture. So <laughs> like, that. it's so true. Yeah, it is true. Or like maybe they paid a photographer to get that perfect shot. Seriously. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a whole like thing, social media. And like, while it has some value because it helps connect people, it also can be destructive. So I think it's really important with social media for all people just to focus on the benefits and what the good is in social media, but not like place expectations on yourself that are totally out of line. Right, right. Like you said, there are there is 100% positives for social media like yeah Facebook groups for moms and you yeah. know, meeting people I've met so many people on social media so there's positives but then there is that negative you let it 
happen. If right. You let it suck you down. If you're following all celebrities or all verified, you know, bloggers with their perfect pictures and stories, then yeah, that then it could be negative. But you kind of always have to filter through it mm-hmm. and find the positives. Find that social connection. Yeah. So. I agree with you. I think that's also just great advice in general is like look for the good in all the things and also be conscious of how you spend your time and also be conscious of the way that you're thinking. I think it's almost like a habit to have these negative thoughts come up when you look at social media. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's also really good advice for people like be sure to tame that inner critic inside because it's coming from this fake we produced product yeah yeah and i like to there's an unfollow button like i don't know everyone knows this like people are always like oh my god did you see what so-and-so posted or what she looks like or whatever even on instagram if you don't want to like unfollow them because you don't want it to be like a thing you just mute them on instagram now like you're still Mm -hmm. their follower but you just mute them if you don't want to deal with whatever but if you're going to keep looking at the same negativity over and over again, why? Mm. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, why people just continue to let it fester, just take it out. And I bet you, you'll forget about it. Yeah. Like, you'll forget about the negativity. You'll forget about how, you know, you have dishes in your sink or your laundry is overflowing because you see so-and-so has, you know, a beautiful laundry room with like all pretty pictures everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's great advice too. Uh, like choose what you consume, and yeah, I love that there's a mute option yeah. now. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I should have done follow people. I know oh, like, that's good. I don't even care because honestly, I'm very conscious of my self-talk and what I consume because I've been on the other side of it too. I'm, I'm just smart these days because yeah. like, I've been through that. Where is my time going? It's getting sucked into social media land. Yes. What other advice do you have for listeners besides like all of this great advice you've given so far? Mm-hmm. I think it's all like gem after gem, but um, if you could think of like one solution or tip to provide for the listeners, what would that be? I think giving yourself time. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, that's always a big thing. I'll say, like, what was your self-care of today? And someone will always say, I didn't have time. You know, I have two kids. I have a house. I have my job. That's fine. But you can take five minutes because I will freaking bet any amount of money that you were on social media accumulate, like, you know, all the time, like an hour. Mm. So you can give yourself five minutes if it's just simply taking five breaths, going outside barefoot. I'm a huge advocate of grounding yeah. barefoot, be barefoot. More yes. people need to be barefoot, but and that's a whole different topic. <laughs> but giving yourself that five minutes, like I really, really so advocate for that. So like what I do like every morning, I bought this like journal planner. So like every morning I sit down and I map out my day by like the hour. That's what like the planner is. And it says in the planner, what's one thing that you can do today that would make you proud and what's stopping you from doing it. So it's like really interesting. And uh, like the other day, like I wrote down this like thing I really wanted to do and I'm like, I'm not gonna have time. And then when I did it, I was like, holy shit. Like I actually did it. Like, 
So it's just like giving yourself that time, giving yourself something to motivate yourself as well. Mm. That's another thing. Like, I feel like people need something to look forward to. Yeah. If you're, if, if I ask you like, oh, what are you looking forward to in the next couple of months? If you say nothing, that needs to change. You oh, need, you need sure. something. Like if it's a vacation, if it's getting my hair cut, if it's whatever, you need to be working towards something. If not, then why are you going to keep going? Mm. You know? Yeah. I feel like that grounds people like to have something to look forward to. Yeah. It's probably the most grounding thing is having purpose and, yeah. and, you know, having things in your life that you really enjoy. And if you don't have those things, then you are lacking and you need to change. I, I really love that you said that because people do need motivation and they also really need the time. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's really sad to me when people say they don't have time for this or they don't have time for that, but they really just don't make the time. Exactly. Exactly. Because a lot of the time it's just on our phones. Like yeah. we're on social media, we're on Instagram, Facebook, or, you know, we have this huge to-do list every day, which is a mom. So I'm like, okay, I got to get the laundry done. I got to do the dishwasher. I have to go food shopping. But like, do you really need to do those things? Mm. Like if you don't do laundry today and you do it all tomorrow, yeah, you might have like one extra load, but is that really making or breaking? Like it's not, you know, yeah. like you don't have to do what you don't have to do. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Taking away one thing that's not completely dire and then replacing it with a walk around the block or five minutes of journaling or, you know, listening to music for five minutes, but do it alone. Take a bath, do something, even just, you know, you're coming home from food shopping that you want by yourself. Take an extra trip around the block just to like breathe, just yeah. to be by yourself for that extra five minutes. It's not the end of the world you know yeah absolutely take time to breathe <laughs> we yeah. all need to do that yes i love that so i do want to um just have you mention like anything that you have coming up i know we talked a little bit about the women's group so mm -hmm. let's dive into that so people know exactly how to find you where it's located and all of that good stuff okay so the women's group is going to be located in my office in avon um the way you find out more information about like payment, all that stuff, just find me on Instagram. So it's at La Luna Counseling. Um, my website is La Luna Counseling and Wellness.com. I'm on Facebook, La Luna Wellness, La Luna Counseling and Wellness. Um, shoot me an email, La Luna Counseling and Wellness at Gmail. So I'm definitely not hard to find. So. Yeah, sounds good. All right. And all of that will be in the show notes. So just look. Um, in the info section for the episode and you'll find that all right thank you so much for being on today yes. i really loved having you <laughs> and i'm so glad that you shared all of this wisdom and knowledge with the listeners yes, thank you so much for having me this was amazing yeah i'm happy i had you so <laughs> thanks for making the time yes thank you Thanks for checking out this episode of the Solutions Podcast. For more episodes just like this, be sure to subscribe. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check out our next episode.